0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris. Our topic today is one that I'm excited about, high-impact preaching. Our guest, Dr. Hyvath Williams. Haiveth, it is such a joy to be with you today.
1: Yes, I'm delighted to be here.
0: And I can't think of a better person to talk about high-impact preaching. Um, would you share with our Ministry of Motion viewers just a little about your background yes, in preaching yes, and what you do yes, now? Yes,
1: yes. I've been a pastor for about 30 years, a parish pastor. But presently, I'm teaching at the Seminary, at the Seventh-day Adventist Theological Seminary at Andrews University in Michigan. And I have the privilege of teaching more men and, and a few women how to preach. And these
0: are people from all over the from world? From
1: all over the world, yes. Name a country, and I have one in my class. So, you, so you
0: come with a broad uh, preaching background and also now teaching. So what yes. What a great background for talking about high-impact preaching. Uh, you shared with me a new book yes, that yes. just came out called uh, Secrets of a Happy Heart. Yes. And I just want to show that to our viewers here because... We're going to make this book available yes, to the first 25 idea. viewers who write to us at uh, feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. If you would like to learn how to be a high impact preacher, now we'll probably get hundreds of requests. Yes, yes. But
1: uh, well, the thing is that this book is about the Beatitudes. It's a new look, a fresh look at the Beatitudes. And it has a lot of illustrations and a lot of exegesis of some of the unique things about the Beatitudes. So you, I think it's good for You know, for I'm
0: going to do something, and I yes. just want to talk to our viewers just a moment. Just to be fair, because this is broadcast in different countries at different times, we're going to send this to the first person requesting from each country. Yes, that way we can include idea. Fiji, yeah. Australia, yeah. Canada.
1: All the places I've visited. So uh, <laughs>
0: who say, I yeah. know Dr. Iveth yeah. yes. Williams, a powerful preacher. So if you want to learn about preaching, you'll be able to go to our website. Uh, feedback, you can write to feedback at ministryinmotion.tv and uh, if you're the first from your country, we will send you a copy of this powerful book. It will model high-impact preaching. Well, Haiveth, let's let's start with a question, if we can. Yes. Why are there so many good people who have good ideas to share who are poor preachers? What's yes. going on there?
1: Well, I think that they don't understand that preaching has its own principles, just like architecture has an universal principle about building a foundation. Preaching also has a um, principles that must be understood in order to build a great sermon. You know, there are good sermons, but what people need nowadays are great sermons.
0: And there are also, yes. I think, maybe good sermons that die in, in the process of being delivered. Yes,
1: yes. And, and again, because I think that people are not aware of the whole organization of a sermon, that there needs to be an introduction, there needs to be a main body and a conclusion with an appeal. And even if they're aware of that kind of outline, sometimes they're not sure how to go about fitting in the various things that they've researched or learned about the text that they want to share.
0: Now, one of the things I've noticed from your yeah. preaching, because a person might say, well, I started with an intro, and then yes. I said some things, and then yeah. I closed, yeah. but it was still a poor sermon. Yes. One of the things I've noticed about your preaching is this uh, conveying a single powerful idea. Yes. Talk, talk to me about the importance of that yes. in terms of high-impact preaching. Yes.
1: Well, in order to to focus and convey a simple, single idea, one has to know what the subject is. And the subject is usually one word or a simple phrase of two words. And then, after the subject, one has to know the topic. So, for example, if I should say that I want to preach about love, love is such a broad subject that I have to narrow it down into a topic and I would say, God's transforming love, and even that is broad. But then, if I can work with that, and then, after that, I need to combine that topic into a simple sentence that the, the hearers can leave with so that I can say God's transforming love has power to change sinners into saints. That's a simple sentence. I already
0: want to hear the sermon. <laughs> so God's transforming, instead of saying I'm talking about love. Yes. I'm talking about God's transforming love, but that it can transform sinners Sinners into into saints. saints, Uh, How many times do I have to say that for that idea to stick?
1: Actually, it should be echoed in everything that is done, but it doesn't have to be repeated, although there are some kinds of preaching. For example, in black preaching or African-American preaching, it's important to not just echo it, but to repeat it because of the style of preaching. But in a normal expository sermon, it just needs to be echoed.
0: Echoed as in restating, in yes, other words yes, okay yes. illustrated in, in the stories yes, or illustrations yes.
1: or or pointed out in the text the points that you're making okay. from the text that you're preaching what i find sometimes people will come
0: back from a sermon and say that yeah. was a great story yes a great yes. and you say well what was it illustrating yes, and they yes, say i don't
1: know yes it's 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 like where's the beef you remember right. that that commercial everyone knew that phrase but they didn't know which co- which company It was advertising and a lot of illustrations draw attention Mm. to itself rather than to the theme or the purpose of the sermon. And so one has to be sure, and this is where a transitional sentence comes into play. After you have the theme, which must be in the introduction, one needs to include the theme into a transitional sentence that takes you from the introduction into the main body of the sermon so that you can say, well, I'm talking about God's transforming love Mm. that changes sinners into saints Mm. by... Um, pointing to the provisions in 1 Corinthians 13, something like that. So
0: So. you're like a tour guide. Yeah, yeah. You're making sure the people are with you. Yes, it's
1: it's called inductive preaching because you're taking people on a journey with you and they're developing this story in their minds based on their experience and their background and what they think their theological... purposes
0: is there any other key idea that the preachers need to remember so they're not just nice people who aren't good preachers Yes.
1: yes well the thing is that application relevant applications are really really important and one shouldn't overdo them one can do more applications than exposition but they should be balanced application is really really important and also a lot of times when we prepare We think intellectually and we forget that the audience, they are emotional beings, so we need to balance that. In fact, we should plan to write into our sermons when we prepare something that will tug at the heart of the listener especially as you lead them to the conclusion which is the last part of the outline the conclusion and the appeal.
0: I already want to hear your sermon and perhaps (laughs) you're saying I want to be a high-impact preacher whether you're a pastor you preach every week or you're a lay preacher in your local church God wants you to be a high-impact preacher after the break we'll talk about not only exegeting the text that's important But how do you exegete your audience so that you can connect with your hearers in a life-changing way? We're glad you joined us for Ministry in Motion today. Our guest, Dr. Hybeth Williams, High Impact Preaching. We'll be right back after the break. (music) Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, high-impact preaching. Our guest, Dr. Hyveth Williams. Hyveth, before the break, we were talking about uh, why good people (laughs) with good ideas preach poor sermons. And you gave us some of the basics of powerful preaching. And folks, you can go to the website at ministryinmotion.tv if you missed part one because we're going to talk now about exegeting the text and exegeting the audience. But those were practical, practical principles that are crucial for high impact preaching. Yes. Haiveth, let's go on now to yes. exegeting the text yes. and also exegeting yes. the audience.
1: The word exegete, me, exegesis means to lead out. And a lot of people think that exegesis is only related to taking the words that were written in the original language and interpreting them to fit into the language and experience of today. And that is true. That is so. But also it includes knowing the background of the culture as well as um, exegeting the audience to whom you are speaking. Before you speak, during the speaking and after one has speaking.
0: So, could you give me an example for folks who might say, "Well, I, I, I want to be a powerful biblical preacher, yes. but uh, h- how exactly do you go about exegeting a passage? Take a yes. passage of scripture. Oh, how um, would you go about that?
1: Let me quickly find um, the story of feeding the five thousand. Okay. Or um, I think that's in the one that I want is in Mark six, I believe it is. Is it Mark six thirty-four?
0: Uh, it's, I think that's a significant uh, miracle that's found in all, all, all four f- of yes, the Gospel yes, writers. Yes, it, it,
1: it is in Mark. Okay, But the reason why I want to go to Mark is because Mark in particular, it's in all four Gospels, but Mark in particular uses a poetic device to let us know that we shouldn't just take this the way we read it in, uh, as if there's nothing going on. For example, Mark... The, all of the writers tells us that it was a desert place that Jesus was meeting with the multitude. But then they say that there was grass in this desert place. So, and, and Mark tells us that it was green grass. And what Mark is doing is he's using a poetic device, which an exegete would have to discover, to indicate to us that Jesus Christ is the true Messiah. He is the shepherd. Remember Mark starts out by saying, they were like shepherd without a sheep. He's going to lead us now to Psalm 23.
0: Uh, That's right, actually in in verse, uh, is it verse 34? Yes. Sheep not having a shepherd. Yes. And now you, I've never noticed the yes. green grass in the desert before. Yes, and You have to read the text carefully. You
1: have to read the text carefully. And so he talks about it being green grass to indicate to us not only that this is the shepherd, but, but all uh, Ma- Matthew and Mark say that he, Jesus forced them to sit on the green grass. Do you hear the echo of Psalm Twenty? Sure, I was going to say
0: the Lord yeah, is my shepherd.
1: Exactly, He leadeth me, He maketh me to lie down in, in green, green pastures. Yeah, this is what Mark is doing. So this is this, is, this he, is the
0: fulfillment of, of that
1: of that passage. Mark is Wonderful. saying in this incredible story, and and then he goes on to say that not only is he um, the the shepherd, but also there were texts in Ezekiel and in Isaiah that says when the Messiah comes, the desert will bloom like a rose and John says that the grass was plentiful thick and plush so you have to put it all together. So you
0: see a fulfillment of you prophecy. You see a
1: fulfillment of prophecy. Now that right there can't be that discovered
0: story. by just a quick reading no, of the text. No, no
1: it cannot be. One has to exegete the words, one has to exegete the culture and then when you preach it you have to exegete the audience.
0: And talk to me about that because most people say yeah. I thought that was just what you did with the Bible.
1: Yes. Well, the thing is that more and more in contemporary preaching, we're learning that we have to look at the audience. Have you ever see, been in a situation where you're talking and the audience is leaning way back?
0: <laughs> that means they're not listening. <laughs> that means that they're not
1: listening. Whereas or what, if they're
0: leaning forward, eyes.
1: Know, the eyes, to, that means, and so while you're preaching, you should be exegeting. But also, before you speak, you should think of the audience. What are they bringing to this experience mm. are are they suffering what what does the climate in the culture mm. what is that how is that affecting them mm. we have to think in those terms and if it's a new place where you've never preached before ask one of the leaders or the person who invited you what is the number one issue in their hearts spiritually or something like that mm. so that god can guide you through the passage to be spoken to them
0: one of my key mentors yeah. had in robinson you know he he talks when he's a guest about the imaginary congregation yes. he sees the young single mother he sees the person struggling with a health problem yes he sees the young person who's battling a secular yes. culture and he thinks about her or yes. him while he's developing the sermon. That's
1: right. That's exegeting the audience. Wow. Yes.
0: How can that uh, move you from being a nice person who doesn't impact to being yeah. high impact preacher? Yeah. What's, why is that so important?
1: Well, the thing is that if you think that a sermon is just delivering some words, some good words to a people who needs it and, you know, they're bad people, they're sinners, they need to be saved, blah, blah, blah. If that's how you prepare your sermon, then that's the response one will get. But when you think that the words that I'm about to say is going to make a difference in the life of Haveth Williams because I just happen to know that she's struggling with this particular issue at this time, Mm -hmm. then I will hear, you know, hearing someone when they speak is a miracle <laughs> because, you know, we listen through. There's a whole through. process that it's you go through, process, filters, and filters and so forth. And to hear one voice speak to me in a, in a diverse audience, it's a miracle of grace. And, and when I hear something that is said that touches me personally, I perk up. I don't want to be off in my mind in some other place. I want to hear what is the rest of this message this person has to say.
0: Well, after the break, we're going to talk about how to make meaningful appeals, but anything else you want to share about exegeting the text or exegeting the audience that you've learned in your own experience?
1: Yes, well, I've I've seen how... In, in the beginning when I began to preach because I was so excited about preaching and wow, I've got an opportunity to, to preach. I was just worried about the sermon. Am I saying the words the right way and I read from my manuscript everything because I didn't want to miss a single word. But now that after time and many mentors and teachers and books and so forth, I realize that it's not just about the words. In fact, it's more about the communication between God and the audience. Right. Because there has to be a moment moment of consciousness when the hearer hears God speak to them. Personally, right. and then there is a, a reaction, a response. Yes.
0: So this high impact preaching is not just that you get a high score at the end. No. But no. that lives yes. are changed yes. by the power yes. of Jesus' yes. name.
1: Yes, and speaking of high scores, you know, one of the things that sometimes irks me a little bit is when someone comes after the sermon and says, I enjoyed that. Well, That's not good <laughs> enough? It's not good enough. Or you did well. Yeah. Well, what's my grade then? Yeah. You know, which, which communicates it irks me, not because of what they said, but because it points out to me that somehow I missed an opportunity mm. to mm. make a difference in the life of that particular listener.
0: And after the break, we want to talk together about how to make an appeal because if you preached a life-changing word, if you shared a high-impact sermon, God will use you to call people to life-change that will bless not only their lives but the lives of those around them. You'll also find out how to get a copy of Hiva's new book. So stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, High Impact Preaching and our guest, Dr. Hyveth Williams. And Hyveth, it's such a joy to have you. I'm learning so much. I'm delighted to be here. And I'm excited that you have graciously offered a copy of your book, which is called Secrets of a Happy Heart. And I'm showing it here to our viewers. If you would like to write to us, feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. If you are the first person from your country to write to us, we have 25 copies that Dr. Hyveth Williams has made available. This is high-impact preaching in the flesh. This is powerful sermons from the Beatitudes. So write to us. We, we're taking one from each country because if it's first aired in Australia, we'll get 25 requests from Australia and Fiji and Canada and South America and North America will not get any copies. So go to our website at ministryemotion.tv if you forget the email address and You can get a copy. Well, Haiveth, this has been a powerful, powerful interaction. We've talked about basic principles. We've talked about exegeting both the text and the audience. But you also alluded at the beginning to, you've got the intro of the body, but you've also got a conclusion and appeal. Yes. High impact preaching calls people
1: to respond.
0: respond. Talk to us about that. Every
1: sermon should end in an appeal. The unfortunate thing is that most people think that appeals mean you ask the audience to stand up, to raise their hands, to come forward. But not all appeals are that explicit. Some appeals invite the audience to make a decision. You've been communicating with God through this uh, experience, through this sermon, and now God is calling you to respond. So
0: take that sermon. You remember you you gave the illustration of God's transforming love?
1: Yes, change Changed sinners into saints, saints.
0: What kind of appeal might you make at in, the end of that sermon in,
1: in a situation like that, and let me just say this first, all appeals should be specific so it's but got to be
0: related to it's the got main to, idea be of your related sermon. to the
1: main idea of the sermon, and it has to be specific because not all appeals are relevant to all listeners okay so so one has to say that you, you may have committed your life to the lord and you have fallen short of your commitment, and you feel it. You're feeling the dissimilarity. You're feeling the distance between you and God. And right now, He's promising you. He's He's telling you that He can change you. He will change you. Will you, in your heart, say yes to God? I'm ready for that change. Then that's between you and God. There's no standing up, moving around. Sure. That's a, that's a quiet imperceptible but
0: means. if you've exegeted the audience yes. as you said there might also be a person who's never who's ever never
1: given their life a- accepted to, god's yes, yes, grace. Yes. So
0: what would you say to her you,
1: you would say to that person you i can i can sense your struggle i can because you're exegeting the audience you can right. see people
0: sure twiddling Wiggling. around
1: yes so you i can sense your struggle that you do want to commit yourself to the lord because you want that change that i've spoken about Would you come forward and stand and make a public um, testimony of your position Mm. so that the principalities and powers and the evil elements of the air will know that you have decided on this day to follow Jesus. What happens
0: in a person's heart and mind when they make, whether it's a a private thing like in your heart or coming, what, what change happens? when a hearer makes that definite response to an invitation?
1: That's a very tough question because one does not hear the harps of heaven playing or, or angels singing. Sometimes it's just a decision that you make to yourself that, you know what, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm going to allow God to show me how He wants me to live. So it's, it's different for, there's not one size fits all, but there is a change in that afterwards, your conscience begins to be your guide. You may be, you may have done some, a certain habit, and you want to do it again, your conscience will be much more, aggressive than before because you made that commitment
0: so I, I appreciate what you said when when in high impact preaching when you call people to a response it will be different for different people that's right. though it's related to the main point that you've made yes. in your sermon yes. uh, but it will affect a change that's right uh, change of uh, a, behavior A change, change, of, of, behavior, attitude change
1: of attitude change of thinking yes yes yes
0: we just got a minute left uh, yes. what else would you like to share in closing uh, How important is high-impact preaching? You're training people around the world. Is this something that's happening on a regular basis or is it desperately needed? Yes,
1: it's desperately needed. As I travel, I hear many uh, members, church members, say that this is what they would really like. And it's important to know that high-impact preaching doesn't mean jumping around, shouting, and stomping on the pulpit, but rather the energy and the passion and the personal interwoven... Aspects of sharing the gospel with others
0: and and thank God He's used you to model that because yes. t- teachers who just share information, but don't illustrate yes. it.
1: Yes, um, yes. Are, are my, my line is that a speech is to inform uh, a Sermon is to transform mm. and and that's what I want people to think when they're preaching God has placed me in this moment to transform someone's life. So therefore, when you make an appeal, don't say, if there's anyone, there is, there someone. is someone. Be confident.
0: doctor Hyveth Hyvath-Williams, thanks for sharing with us about High Impact Preaching. And thank you for joining us today. As we've talked about High Impact Preaching, our guest, Dr. Hyvath-Williams, has graciously offered 25 copies of her book, which is called Secrets of a Happy Heart. This is high impact preaching in action. If you're the first person from your country to write to us at feedback at ministryemotion.tv, we will send you a copy and you can even communicate with us how your preaching changes as a result of reading this book. We're so happy that you've joined us today. We've looked at practical insights. Uh, high impact preaching is not just a luxury, it is a necessity. And we want to challenge you to learn from what you've heard today, to go out and preach in the power of the Holy Spirit. Bless the lives of those around you.
1: Yes.